gentlemen, welcome to the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Landon Wheeler, and welcome. We have a great show tonight. We're going to talk about advanced drop shotting techniques tonight. And yeah, some of these things are going to be like, what's so special about it? And some of them are going to be like, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, some things that I've learned. Um, throughout the years, um, some things I just was playing with one day on a great bike to see if it would work, and surprisingly, sometimes they work great and uh, are very productive. Um, I was going to talk about the Mid-Atlantic um, Fishing Expo, uh, I believe that's the correct way of saying it, uh, up in uh, Richmond this coming weekend starts Friday and Sunday. Um, I'll be up there Saturday walking around, checking it out, uh, doing some interviews. And uh, so next Wednesday show will be great. Um, wish the best of luck to all the anglers this coming weekend. Uh, fishing down in Okeechobee and Seminole and, and Falcon uh, with the start of several um, tournament series that are kicking off again uh it's it's good to see the tournaments are are coming uh coming back and speaking of back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i'd like for you to meet i'd say welcome back to mr matt yak chum trucks what's going on man hey good evening mark thanks for having me on again i yeah, am buddy. back up here it's been a f- couple of weeks <laughs> yeah I missed good the, to have uh, you back. last week's show, and that was the first show of the year, unfortunately. So. Uh, it's understandable. I'm up here tonight. Understandable. We're going to have a great show tonight, man. I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to talk about drop shotting that most people don't think about. Um, double bait presentations, triple bait presentations. Um, and, and it sounds funky, but it works. Um, and, and I've had the luck of doing it. Um, you know, on a great bite to get, you know, to see if it would work, and it does. And then on those hard bites, the the days where I can't get a bite, um, you know, pushing that out, and it's a different look, it's a different feel, and it produces, which is very exciting. Um, but of course, just like always, um, you know, it's up to you to to try them out. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, at Mark Landing Crew Wheeler, or on the Kayak Fishing Radio Facebook page, just Kayak Fishing Radio, and uh, like us, send us a message, and um, tag it, you know, Low Sodium Show, and I'll be able to answer it for you. Um, it'll be great. Um, and remember, folks, the Midwest Kayak Fishing Tournament, or a series, that's a Midwest Kai Fishing Series, uh, is about ready to start up next month, I believe, or April, or March, <laughs> I can't remember, it's been a long few days, and, um, I'm sure you go support them, but, I'd really like for you guys to support my personal sponsors, and with that being said, we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network.
Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Do not fear the future, is what a, a great man once told me. And the future is with Jackson Kayak. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have the straps tightened down and and ready for what's coming. Because it is going to be awesome. Find out more, go to jacksonkayak.com or your local dealer to find out more. Jackson Kayak. Need I say more? You are listening to the Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. Alright, we are back. And um, we're going to get right into it. <coughs> um, we've got, you know, we've got such great, innovative products to our hands right now. Ten years ago, literally... You had five baits that you had a really good, cha- you know, chance of using, uh, you know, finding with regularity a spinner bait, a jig, a buzz bait or top water plug, a jerk bait, and a crank bait were literally all that you you really had, um, you know, next to soft plastics and stuff like that. And all the soft plastics you had were, you know, run of the mill stuff, you know, nothing really innovative, um, and. In the past, I'm going to say five years, you know, first date was ten, now five. Um, you see this explosion of smaller tackle companies opening up the world with innovative products that are just amazing. And, you know, I've talked about them before. Power Team Lures is that soft plastic company for bass fishing, you know, uh, in freshwater. Um now, with that being said, there are just some lure, some some soft plastics that I just absolutely got to have on me at all times. Slayer Inc. I haven't talked about them in over a year. Um, you know, Slayer Inc. You want to talk about the best swim baits, the best um, you know stick style baits for flute, you know, for uh, you know weightless jigs stuff like that. Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, Chris Sensi and, and Slayer Inc. have done an amazing job, and I've always, I'm always going to use them. They're my go-to. Um, you know, they're my my go-to bait for when you know I'm uh, uh, throwing an umbrella rig. I mean, just the, the the action alone, I can slow roll that thing and get amazing bites. It's a great you know great thing to have. Um, along with that. You know, Power Team Lures, I've been mentioning them now oh, for about four months. 
And a lot of the techniques we're going to talk about tonight, I never thought I could do with any other baits until I had power team lures in my hands. And and now the the my 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 only limitation is what's in between my ears. So that's what tonight's show is going to be all about: how to break that mold. And we're going to start it off with drop shots. And so let's break down a drop shot real fast. What is a drop shot? A drop shot is a bait being suspended from the bottom from another weight, a weight on the bottom, bait on above it, as ever far or short as you want, but the weight and the bait are separate, okay? That being said, you know, the weight doesn't always have doesn't always have to be just a weight. It just has to be something that gets it down to where you need it to be. With that being said as well, the bait doesn't always have to be a soft plastic. So, with that being said, let's look at it like this. Okay, and the first one we're going to use is something that I've been using this winter. It's been really effective. Okay, and that is a lipless crank, okay, red-eye shad is what I use all the time, and the JP Money, or JP Hammer Shad, okay, in the three and a half size, the 3.5 JP Hammer Shad. <laughs> um... So, how does this all work? Basically, what it is, is I take my, I use the half to three-quarter ounce size, the big ones of the, the lipless cranks. And what I've been having is I found areas of gravel is where the bass this year have really associated to. So, basically how it all started was I was fishing the lipless crank, yo-yoing it through, and I just wasn't getting bites. I mean, I could see... Really clear lake. Um, the clearest this lake's been in a really long time. And I could see the bass, you know, 10 feet down, you know, creating a shadow. And I went, why aren't they biting? And when I let the bait actually stop on the bottom is when they turn and watch it. And I just shake it a little up and, and, and they they come closer. But they wouldn't necessarily go after it. And I'm changing colors and I'm losing my mind. And I thought, I need to do a drop shot. So I grabbed my drop shot box, I open it up, and I look. I've got no drop shot weights. So I start rummaging through all my stuff. Maybe I've got a you know half-ounce weight somewhere. A little heavy, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm like, darn it, I cannot find it. And I grabbed that, that lipless crank, and right before I threw it, I looked at it. And I had a nice long floral liter of 12-pound floral. Uh, it was about four and a half feet. And I went... Thing, so I grabbed it, took a, a, a just a plain, you know, uh, size one, um, size one knot uh, drop shot hook, tied on there real fast, put a hammer shad on there, and I sent it out. I watched it hit and sink, and the hammer shad was just in front of that lipless crank, 
going down. And I gave it some slack and let that hammer shed after the bait after the crank hit the bottom. I just watched the hammer shed just kind of fall real slow and then suspend because it's naturally buoyant. And I went, oh man, what an awesome setup! And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And I've got real slack in my line, but I can still see the bait because I'm using a bright color. Um, I think it was the the purple color, um, purple with a silver belly. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I got that bait down there and I'm watching it. And I see the bass, because where this is, there's a, a hump that, that came off of a secondary point, And they were in between there because there was a current, because they're doing construction on this, this dam. So there's always a current running through there, and they're sitting underneath the current itself, waiting for stuff to get blown over top of them. And there's a, 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 an eddy inside there. And I'm watching them, and they're looking at it because it's on top of the hump. So I came tight. And I snapped it like I was stroking a yo-yo, you know, yo-yo in a jig. I immediately opened the, the bale and dropped it. And that bait sank. And that hammer shed came through. As soon as it hit the bottom, I closed the bale. And I came somewhat tight. You know, just, just taking a lot of the slack out. Now I'm watching it. And that shed starts to fall a little bit. And then, you know, it hits that point where that line isn't going to let it go any farther. And I dropped it again. And it just started to drop the second time. Boy, I'm telling you, this bass comes up from about four feet away. Boom! Hammers that hammer shad. And I come tight. Now, the cool thing was, was when I came tight and I had that first bass on, that little crank came off the bottom. And it actually went the other way because of the way the bass was going. It pulled it the other way. Another bass comes up behind it. Boom! Hits the lipless crank. Now I've got two bass on on one bait. And I was just oh, on one setup. I was like, yes, double on the first try of this thing, first cast, first everything. Unfortunately, I lost the one on the hammer shed, but I brought the other one in. <coughs> and, uh, you know, a, a substantial two-and-a-half-pound bass. You know, 18-and-a-half inches, really, really stout because a lot of food is getting passed over top of him, so he's got a good belly on him. And uh, that's when the light came on. So I, I kept on throwing that setup. And, you know, a lot of singles, a couple of doubles, um, until I, I was, you know, really had the had the fish uh, uh, sore mouth. So I made a move and uh, set myself up, made another cast uh, on another similar area, but not as much current. And I was worried about that. But... You know, nice long cast, brought over top of that hump, doing the same thing I was doing. Now, at this other area, I couldn't see because it's not as much current. Water's much dingier and a little bit deeper, about 9 to 10 feet in where I was throwing it. And I worked it through, and I know pretty much where I'm at because I can feel, you know, I'm telling my drop, and then the drop, you know, adds an extra half second to a second. So I know I'm going over that edge. And I did the same thing I did before, just kind of came tight and then dropped it a little bit, let it sink. That that hammer shed sink back down until it hit its neutral buoyancy. And I'm telling you, it didn't go very far. Then I watched that line jump, boom. Just slightly start to move. Just came tight on them, and and it had you know a new spot. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, from from bass that were somewhat interested that wouldn't bite, to get them to bite was very cool. A couple of days later, post front. 
I mean, we had this front come through the other day. It was amazing. We had tornadoes uh, just to our west. Um, it was 70 some hundred degrees. I think it was Sunday or Monday. It was no, it was Sunday. And because uh, it was a football game on, it was the the Saints game. So it would have been actually even Saturday. And you know, because no, I went fishing Sunday. Ah, Got to get everything right. So I sent that bait out again. Work in that same area. Now the water's really dirty because we have a lot of runoff. Post front, the bass aren't feeling it. We had a, I mean, just severe change. Very, very strong front. This is usually where bass won't bite. They just won't. And I'm working this bait, working this bait, working this bait. And I'm trying to figure out how to get him to get it. All of a sudden, boom. I get a bite, and it's about the third cast in the spot. And I'm going, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Bring it in. It's about a five-pounder. I'm going, wow. And he actually hit the, the lipless crank. So I'm thinking, do I need to switch the crank out so that? Send out it again. Work it through. Boom! One on, uh, a two-and-a-half, three-pounder on... Uh, on the hammer shad, and I'm like, hmm, threw that again, boom, another hammer shad, another, 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 um, pounded five or six really quick, I'm going, I think I've got something, so this whole technique, it's still in the works, but I wanted to share it with y'all, because it's a great little setup, I think it would work really well as well for those guys that fish the saltwater, um, and, you know, it's simple to do, about a half ounce of to three-quarter ounce lipless crankbait of your choice. <coughs> okay? About 18 inches above that lipless crank. Tie on a size one um, a wide gap octopus hook. Okay? Hook up your your bait of choice. For me, it's the, the, the JP Hammer Shad 3.5. Great bait. Now I'm going to say this: the color of my crank, my lipless crank, the color of my shad looked nothing alike. I was using a red crawl, okay, a crank, and a purple with a white to silver belly on, uh, um, bait above it. Uh, JP Hammer Shad, okay. And I'm going, you know. Not the same, but it's working. So, with that being said, you know, you don't have to match the bait colors as I found. Um, I'm going to go out sometime in the next week or two and really try trying to match those colors up to make it work. Um, now, please make sure you check your local regulations for your state. Some states don't allow double-baited lines. Um which is fine. You could use that lipless crank as a teaser, okay, to get it down there. A little flash and vibration, some sound to get their attention, to get them looking over there. You know, push it the same way as a, as a, uh, as, a as any other drop shot, which is very cool. I'm very excited about that. So, the crank and, 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 and uh, how about we call it the, uh, the lip shot? Okay, uh, technique 
And uh, I'm very excited about this technique, and I think it's going to help me. Coming up here, I've got a very big tournament um, for my first one in um, March. And uh, I know I'm going to be throwing this one on this lake. It's going to be great. And um, you know, try it. Let me know how you think about it. And um, you know, it should be a lot of fun. So with that being said, we're going to take another quick break, and we come right back more crazy drop shots that shouldn't work that work um here only on the kayak fishing radio network full bay custom rods are handcrafted designed built by fishermen for fishermen each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality period you can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Give me the flats of dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. And get ready for some magic. Awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Sodium shows back. This is Matt, the Actrum Trucks. Uh, just uh, filling in for Mark real quick. Uh, he had to step away from the the uh, microphone for a minute. But uh, this is a great time to uh, bring up on Tuesday nights. Uh, Kayak Fishing Radio Network has a brand new show, Yakin in Texas. Um, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. It's every every uh, Tuesday night at nine Eastern, eight Central. So. Um, their second show was yesterday. They started last week. And um, it seems pretty interesting so far. Um, unfortunately, I didn't catch the show last night, but I did catch their pilot show. And um, yeah, it definitely uh, it, it sounds pretty cool. So that's Yakin in Texas uh, on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. That's on Tuesday at 9 Central. Uh, I'm sorry, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Also, um, for this year, we're going to be uh, bringing up the the, uh, the kayak fishing radio uh, fishing reports again. Um, we need you guys to participate. Only you can do it with our listeners. Um, you need to call those in. So uh, all you have to do is actually go to kayakfishingradio.com, and uh, there's a Skype phone number there. You can call in with your fishing reports. I know right now, winter time, it's it's kind of tough to uh, produce a fishing report, especially somebody like myself up here in New Jersey where, yeah, we just got out of the uh, zero-degree weather from last week. and uh, But um, hopefully starting in April for us up here in the north and uh, for you guys, da- you guys down south, February, maybe next month, we can get those fishing reports rolling in. That would be great. 
so. Mark, you back yet? All right, he's not back yet. So other than that, uh, a lot of uh, big announcements uh, with kayaks this year. It looks like uh, um, Ocean Kayaks just came out with the uh, the Big Game 2. That's the, their uh, big boy boat, which looks pretty cool. It's got the high-low seat. And uh, also Jackson Kayak with the big rig. Uh, I have one on order. It's coming in next month, and I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah, fish on, man. Sorry about that, folks. Had to step away for a second. Um, we're going to have a lot of... This is next technique. Um, it isn't really a secret. Um, and, and you know, it's not used enough. And and what it is is basically a jig and a, and a drop shot. Um you know Chad Hoover posted uh, posted it on his in his book, and um, you know it's something I have been doing long before that uh, in the salt water. Um, and you go, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a double fluke rig, okay, um, or flounder rig. You know bucktail and then you know a live you know minnow or a strip of um, squid or or a small you know, gulp above it. Um, sorry, I'm reading the the chat room. Uh, wow, that, thanks, dude. Um, choking. Where are you from, man? We have all these regulations. That looks like Tennessee. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could read. Um, damn, that that sucks, dude. Um with all your regs, but, you know, some things just have to happen. Um, and, and you know what? That's fine. Um, yeah, three baits on umbrella rig. That's pretty much one of my favorite bait styles is a, is a three-baited umbrella rig with a um, w- by using a, a crimp. Um, I've actually crimped on um, extra willow leaf blades onto the shank of the uh, Alabama rig itself, and and how I did that was just basically cut where the 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 connector to the um, to the snap the umbrella rig was, just cut that right you know flush with that, and then oh what's going on Joe, um, and then what I've done was I went ahead and measured you know two three inches up from the head the the you know, where the crimp's going to go, slid on a, a collar with the willow leaf blade, um, and, and you know, slid a bead, uh, you know, and then the, the crimp crimped it down, and then went up another three inches, did the same thing, and then just basically took the, the wire itself using um, uh, jeweler's pliers, you know, and reattached the, the snap, which is a tactical angler snap, Joe. I don't know if you've ever heard about them, um, but Tactical Angler, awesome snaps, strongest uh, snaps in the world, quickest ones to use, um, and I'm partial because I grew up with crazy Alberto Knee uh, um, as a kid, fishing Montauk, so, you know, that's, uh, you know, 
little bit of love right there. Um, so, basically, what, what I had is a three... Now I have a three-hooked system, okay, with extra willow leaves giving that bigger profile. Those willow leaves don't spin at the same time um, thanks to where they're positioned on the umbrella itself and actually make for, in my opinion, a better umbrella rig. I catch more fish... Uh, on that one than the five one, uh, it's less weight. I don't have to use as much weight. I don't have to use as much uh, energy casting it, nor bring it to the water. I can slow it down. I can speed it up. I can do whatever I want to it. it it's great. I absolutely love it. Um, so give it a try, and I really think you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, that setup. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, uh, message me on Facebook. Um, now my next setup. Like I said, uh, it's a, it's a jig and. and uh, uh, and a, Chad calls it a jigging stick. I call it a, a, a jig shot because the drop shot with the jig underneath it. And the jig of choice for me personally is a Tommy Head jig, um, shaky head Tommy Head jig um, with the the, the finicky finicky tickler um, from Power Team Lures as the the bottom one. Um, I've also used a craw d'oeuvre. Very, very good when I've got a lot of crawfish area, um, especially coming up here. If you are south of – or if you're in South Carolina south, okay, you're going to hit start hitting that pre-spawn late winter bite here coming up in February, okay? The craws, what most people don't realize, come out after the water temps hit 54 degrees, okay? Once those water temps hit that 54-degree mark, the craws come out of their dens, Okay, and they start feeding. Why? Why do they do that? Because at 53 degrees is when we start having growth. Okay, again in the uh, in the water. Okay, <coughs> when those water temps can sustain 53 degrees is when uh, that, that that growth starts at the bottom of the of your lakes. Okay, that 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 bloom of 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 phytoplankton that they that they feed on. Okay, they get that, that's that slime on the rocks. That's what the crawfish eats, okay, along with a lot of dead fish that didn't make through the winter. Because of the cold water, they don't degrade. So that's a lot of feed for them. Okay, they come out after 54 degrees, and they start feeding. So you put a craw d'oeuvre on a Tommy Head jig, okay? Again, Tommy Head jigs can't get it, go wrong with them, I'm telling you what. Um, basically, what you're doing is you're matching the hatch, okay? Why is now, now here's the cool thing about it. You put that craw bait down there. Then all you do is go 6 to 10 inches up. Tie on 3.5 inch JP Hammer Shad. Okay. And the color that I use. Oh, I'm trying to remember the dang color. Um, I cannot think of it off the top of my head. Ah, oh, bugger all. It's money. Money's the color. Okay? It's it's the the color's money, all right? And what it mimics in my eyes is that awesome coloration of uh bass, okay? Especially if they haven't had a lot of sunlight where they're really light colored, okay? Or it really mimics very well um, 
you know, a perch sometimes. It'll, it'll mimic those colors because it's a, this molting greenish color with a lot of uh, uh, streaked pearl in it. It's really cool. But what it does is when you cast it out, what you're going to do is you're going to come tight like you normally would with the, with the drop shot. Okay? Then all you're going to do is just kill it. Just drop the rod tip down. Let it go for no more than about a second. Just drop it. Count 1,001. And then bring it back up. And just hop it just slightly. And do it again. 1,001. Bring it back up. What you're doing is you're mimicking that, that bait coming in and trying to screw with that crawl. Okay? Now, what that does is it mimics that, like I said, that bait screwing with that crawl. What that does to the bass is the bass turns... Because you have to understand fish... And all creatures think of three things. I need to eat. I need to reproduce. Okay. And I need to stay safe. Okay. I don't want to be eaten. Now, that eating side. Okay. Not just I'm going to feed my face. But I need to feed my face with things that will probably keep me from being able to feed my face later. Okay. So when they see another bait eating something, they can eat themselves. It turns a territorial response, and they eat it. Even if they're not hungry, that's, they'll eat it. Okay? It sounds banjo minnow-esque, but it works. Okay? I'm telling you, it works great. You drop it in there, you work it a little bit, you work it, you work it all of a sudden, gong! And, it's, and, and even in the dead of winter, it's not this tick-tick bite, it's this boom bite of them just hammering it. And it could be the, the hammer shed. Most time it is. Um, it could also be the crawl. And, and, and usually when I get them, you know, the bait's pretty far back in their maw. Because they're not looking just to, you know, taste it. Ooh, this kind of tastes good. They're eating it to eating it. Okay? There is no taste and spit. It's, ah, I'm going to get you. Okay? So, definitely try it out. You know, you don't have to use the power team lures, but I highly recommend it. I, you know, you don't have to use Tommy head jigs. But I'm telling you, it'll improve your catches. I'm telling you, well, okay. So get out there and, and try some of these things out. It works great. Um, you know, a tube works great if you don't want to use. Um, if you want to go, uh, um, you don't have any uh, jig heads with you, but you have a bunch of tubes already rigged. You're you're set. Um, and and actually, the best thing, and then I know it kind of sounds cheesy there, there, Joe, um, about you super gluing the tube on the hook. Um, if you haven't used Power Team lures, they have a great tube bait, um, and it's it's extremely durable. And I use it for for pitch pitching a um, three quarter ounce. Um, basically drop shot through mats <clears throat> and it works great okay because it punches through there really smooth really clean um but the great thing about it is that that power team lure tube okay the the it doesn't have any salt in it so it doesn't break down okay um and it's coated in the hog tonic um yeah i mean just uh, they they actually tested the tube on um, beyond the the cast, 
and it beat out some of the best tubes in the, in the market, uh, Zoom, you know, uh, Strike King, and several others. It's the food chain tube, um, and I personally prefer the three and a half for for doing that. Um, but it is absolutely deadly. Uh, it's got a really good head on it, a solid head, so you can still rig it the way you want a drop shot um, without ripping through it. And it, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll go through two or three baths before I have to change it out, um, which says a lot. Um, you know, it saves me money, which is what it's all about. Um, you know, it's it's a great setup. Um, you know, another one that, that works really well, um, especially during the spawn per <coughs> time period, is, is a lizard on that trailer. Um, or on the, the weighted side, works great. Um, you know, and I've really fallen in love as of recently um, on the Tommy Head jigs are the... Um, the the Texas rig jigs because they've got that that the tentacle already on there. I don't have to put a skirt. It's all on all on there, and it works great um, on a Tommy head. Um, so definitely check them out. I'm telling you, you you can't go wrong with them. I, I've never had an issue with them. Yeah, and like them on Facebook. Let them know that the Low Sodium Show sent you. Um, be greatly appreciated. Now, the last setup. Is, is a power setup, um, similar to the lipless crank one, um, but it's a it's a constantly moving setup, and I change uh, everything up really well um, with this one. And it's basically a crankbait, deep diving crankbait, um, with 12 inches up. I had the 4.4.8 um, swinging swinging hammer uh, rigged uh, uh, on a uh, three aught extra wide gap. Um, my personal favorite is the DT, um, the uh, uh, Series Six from Strike King, okay, and because it's heavier, it's got a bigger lip on it. Really dives it down really well, and looks like a school of, of bait basically. Is what I'm mimicking, and it works well. Um, plus, I can work the water column with it. I, all I have to do is change out the the, the crank bait. You know, and I can work two sets of the column, you know, run it through there, and it catches fish. It's just, you know, another little, little, um, you know, change up that it works very well, and it's very exciting to see that it works. Um, drop shotting for me is the land of infinite possibilities. Um, you know, rig a drop shot, wacky rigged. Rig a drop shot, um, you know, with a tube, with a swim bait, with literally any soft plastic you've got. Rig a drop shot with an unfair lure. You know, um, where you can keep it at that steady depth or deeper depth, for that matter. Okay, let's say you use it, all you have is the slow suspend. Uh, the slow suspend... Um, uh, uh, 90 sized Dinkum's mullet. Okay, and you, those those fish you know are sitting in 14 feet. Okay, they're deep for whatever reason. 
That's what spin's not going to get him to, not going to get down there, and, and those bat and those fish aren't coming up. So you drag it on a drop shot, you cast it the same way, but you switch out all the hooks and put a single hook trailer. Okay. Oh, that unfair shrimp under a popping cork is awesome. Um, just absolutely awesome. And actually, if you went with the 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 fastest spin, um, it really had a substantial cork on there. Really works well. Really gets a lot of movement, a lot of speed. Um, you know, it, it works very, very well. Really triggers that reaction bite. Anyway, you know, you, you now have that bait down deep. Um, one of my favorites is actually using a circle hook. And I'll use a SOT Gamakatsu wire um, circle. Rig it with the drop shot style. Okay? Or, or grouper style, for that matter. Um, you know, chicken rate. You know, with the dropper loop, actually keeping the bait away from it. Um, and and actually taking the the circle hook and passing it through the swivel on the front. Okay, now I've got a, a bait that's going to drop down. i got a circle hook. So I, I just keep reeling, theoretically, and hook up the fish. Um, works very well. Definitely try it. It's 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 a killer setup, and um, you know, like I said, the realm of infinite possibilities is only limited to you. Okay, try any bait. Try every bait. See what happens. All right, folks, we're gonna take one more quick break, and we come right back. We are going to call tonight. But first. Quick break from one of my wonderful personal sponsors. We'll be right back. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. For us, this sound strikes terror. Strike terror in your fish, in your local lake or body of water, with Unfair Lures. Go from fishing to catching. So go to Unfair Lures or your local dealer and pick yourself up of Dinkum's mullet, mullet, the shrimp, the rip and slash, or the greenie. Mmm, little tip there. So go to unfairlures.com for more. Listening to the Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. All right, we're back, and it, and for whatever reason, my keyboard it just crapped out on me. Uh, so, uh, Joe, you asked about the lizard. The lizard is solid. Um, I actually went through six bass before I lost a leg, and that was flipping and pitching in really heavy cover. 
Um, and, and, and it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, it is, it's, like I said, Power Team, none of the baits from Power Team Lures are crap. Period. Okay, they are all made at the highest quality, the most action. Um, you know, and, and, and for it to be said, you know, that if you watch WFN and you've watched um, a lot of those American Bass Angler, <clears throat> um, you know, tournament spotlights, a lot of those guys are using power team lures to put them on top. You know, and, and, and you don't say that a lot. You know, Zoom and Strike King, it's this and that. But when you look at the guys, and they're talking about a craw d'oeuvre, they're talking about a hammer shad, they're talking about this. And then you watch the shows, you know, um, I was watching a show sponsored by Strike King, and the guy was using a, a hammer shad. You know, a guy was using the, the swing and hammer. Um, I saw I saw a, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the finicky tickler on one. Um, you know, the, the, one of their, their best baits is the six stick. Okay. I mean, it just absolutely is the best, you know, Senko ish style. It's a, it's a cross big between a Senko and a French fry and in a, in a ribbon and a, in a ribbed, uh, uh, stick. I mean, just absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. It catches air in the, in the, in the, uh, in the ridges. So as it goes down, it releases bubbles, like the bubbles that you'll see that come out of a, uh, a, a dying um, shad or bluegill coming out of the gills. I mean, that's, you know, I can sit here all day, but uh, definitely go out and test them for yourself. You will not be disappointed. Um, and, and I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I stake my reputation and my, and my, uh, you know, food in my family's mouth on the, the gear that I put on my hook. You know, the gear I put in the boat, you know, for my tournament. So, if that says anything. But, uh, with that being said, we are going to call tonight. Matt, my brother from another mother, thank you for showing up, buddy. You, uh, you saved me there for a couple minutes. Um, ah, no problem, man. <laughs> and, um, you know, absolute pleasure having everyone on board. Um, Joe, please don't be a, a stranger, buddy. Um, you know, coming up here, we've got a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of stuff coming in from my sponsors for giveaways and everything. So spread the word, have people join and, you know, listen in. And remember, folks, you don't always have to listen live. You can always listen or re-listen to any of the shows via podcast or from Blog Talk Radio or Kayak Fishing Radio. Just click on the the archived show and uh, listen whenever you need to. All right. So with that being said, I salute you, and hopefully see you out in the water. But take a kid fishing. Take them in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, and trapping. If they're doing that, you know that they're not dealing, stealing, or murdering. Always wear your PFD, because trust me, it does you no good if you're sinking and it's floating away from you. And always remember to get your fish on, man. Whoever <laughs> has a great weekend, catch you next Wednesday on the Low Sodium Show. Tune in tomorrow night, Thursday night, with Trip to Treehugger Gibson at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for another great show. Again, have a great night, folks. Till next time. Tight lines. <laughs>